Welcome to the 10-Minute MBA. I'm your host, Scott D. Clary. On the 10-Minute MBA, I give you tools, tactics, strategies, and insights that you can use to start, scale, grow, and 10x your business. Let's get into it. All right, today I want to talk about something that is near and dear to my heart and is something that is, you, you're probably doing this in your business, but you may not realize that you're doing this and why you have to understand what this thing is, leverage, and why it's so powerful and why you have to do it purposefully because leverage allows you to do a lot more with a lot less. It allows you to multiply your impact and income without working harder or longer. And this allows you to grow your business faster and smarter by using what you already have. And it's not too good to be true. This is what leverage is. Leverage is one of the most important business concepts you can ever wrap your mind around. And it transcends almost every area of your business. It's the ability to use something to gain an advantage. It's the art of getting more out of something than what you put into it. And it's the skill of optimizing your resources and assets to create more value and more results. Every single person that is successful on this earth has used leverage to some degree. Leverage can help you increase your productivity, your efficiency, your profitability, and your scalability. It can help you overcome challenges, seize opportunities, achieve goals. It can help transform your business and build a legacy. But what is what is leverage? How do you use leverage effectively? What are the different types of leverage you can use? And what are the best practices and tips? So let's go through them all. We're going to talk about financial leverage. We're going to talk about operational leverage. We're going to speak about human leverage, technological leverage, and social leverage. And these will be introductory uh, commentary on each one of these so you at least understand the concepts. So let's talk about financial leverage first. Financial leverage is basically using other people's money to make more money. It's like putting a rocket on your back and blasting to the moon, but be careful because that rocket can blow up in your face if you don't know what you're doing. The main benefit of financial leverage is it allows you to scale up ops, increase returns without putting up all of your own capital or money. For example, if you have $10,000 and you borrow Another $10,000 at a 10% interest rate, you can invest $20,000 in a project that gives you a 15% return. If you have never built a business before, the most normal uh, version of financial leverage is when you buy a house and you use a mortgage to buy a house. You are leveraging the bank's money to make a large purchase. So think about this across anything you do in your business, even if you raise money, investors' money, right? In the case that I just gave you, if you took that $10,000, you borrowed another $10,000 at a 10% interest rate, and you invested $20,000 into a project that gave you 15% return, you would make $3,000. So $20,000 times 15% minus $1,000, which is $10,000 times 10% in interest payments, which leaves you with a net profit of $2,000. So that's a 20% return on your money compared to only 15% without leverage. So you can see how at scale, this is a very basic example, but at scale, this could be incredibly powerful. Now, the main drawback of financial leverage is that it can also increase your risk and can wipe out your capital if things go south. For example, if the project you invested in loses 15% instead of gaining 15%, you would lose $3,000. So 20,000 times negative 15% plus $1,000 in interest payments, which leaves you with a net loss of $4,000. That's a negative 40% return on your money compared to only negative 15% without leverage. So how do you use financial leverage effectively and responsibly? Well, here are some tips. And also everything in business is has an element of risk involved, 
but you can still be smart about it. So you have to know yourself, know your risk tolerance. Don't borrow more than what you can afford to lose. Do your homework and do your due diligence before investing in an opportunity or a deal. Or even if you're raising money from someone else to scale your business, you have to know how you're going to use that money effectively. If you're actually investing this money as opposed to using it for business operations, uh, diversify the portfolio. Don't put all the eggs in one basket. And then you have to track your performance, track your metrics, track your KPIs, and then you pay off the debt as soon as possible so you don't have to worry about compounding interest charges. See, financial leverage, if you're getting money from investors or a bank, it can be a very powerful tool. And by the way, when I say getting money from investors, if you're paying an interest rate on the money you're getting from investors, you're probably not uh, getting investors that have um, equity in the business. You're probably getting some sort of debt deal, which is a whole other conversation. But you can raise money for your business based on debt. Uh, and you can pay an interest rate on that. And then you owe the money back plus interest, but you may not have to give up a piece of your business. So that's also another way to leverage money or, or financial leverage to grow or scale your business. But remember, with great power comes great responsibility. Use financial leverage wisely. Don't let it use you because it can be an incredibly powerful tool to help you grow and scale your business. The next type of leverage is operational leverage. It's the measure of how much your operating income changes when your revenue changes. It's like having a lever that amplifies your profits when sales go up, but also magnifies your losses when sales go down. So the main benefit of operational leverage is that it allows you to increase your profits faster than your revenue. For example, if you have a lot of fixed costs, such as rent, salaries, depreciation, and low variable costs, such as materials and commissions, you have high operational leverage. That means that when you, your sales increase by 10%, your operating income increases by more than 10%. This is because you can spread your fixed costs over more units sold, which lowers your average cost per unit and increases your profit margin. Now, the main drawback of operational leverage is that it also increases your risk and can reduce your profits faster than your revenue. For example, if you have high fixed costs, and low variable costs, you have high operational leverage. This means that your sales decrease by 10%, your operating income decreases by more than 10%. This is because you still have to pay your fixed costs regardless of how many units you sell, which raise your average cost per unit and lowers your profit margin. You may have to listen to this a second time and write this down, but ultimately, if you know how to use operational leverage efficiently and strategically, it can really help your business. So. This is how you actually use operational leverage. You have to know yourself and you have to know your industry. This is table stakes for business. Different businesses have different levels of operational leverage depending on their cost structure and market conditions. So you have to find out what works best for you. Don't just copy others. Do your homework before you forecast. So before investing in fixed assets or committing to long-term contracts, make sure you have realistic projections of future demand and revenue growth. Don't overestimate or underestimate the potential impact of changes in sales volumes on operating income. Diversify your revenue streams and don't rely on one product or one customer. Having multiple sources of income can help reduce volatility of operating income caused by fluctuations in sales volume. Track your performance and adjust accordingly. Monitor key indicators such as contribution margin ratio, and this formula actually is sales minus variable costs divided by sales. The next 
uh, KPI you have to measure is break-even point. So the level of sales where total revenue equals total cost. Uh, the next KPI is degree of operating leverage. So the percentage change in operating income divided by the percentage change in sales uh, to basically evaluate how well you're using operational leverage. The next type of leverage you should be using in your business is human leverage. So this is using the skills, knowledge, and experience of other people to achieve more than what you can do by yourself. This is having a team of experts that can help you solve problems, create value, and grow your business. This is very common. People understand they have to hire good people. Now, the main benefit of human leverage is that it allows you to scale up your impact and reach without burning yourself out personally. For example, if you have a great idea for a product or a service, but you don't have the time or the expertise to execute it, you can leverage other people who have those skills and resources. You hire them, you partner with them, you outsource to them, you collaborate with them. By doing so, you can focus on your strengths and delegate your weaknesses. The main drawback of human leverage is that it also requires trust and communication. For example, if you leverage other people to work on your project or business, you need to make sure they understand your vision and goals. You also need to monitor their progress and provide feedback. You need to be clear about expectations and responsibilities, and you need to respect their opinions and contributions. So how do you use human leverage effectively and ethically? Know yourself, know your needs. So before leveraging other people, identify what skills or resources you are missing or lacking. Be honest about what you can do well and what you need help with. Do your homework and do your due diligence before leveraging other people. Research their backgrounds and their reputations. Check their credentials and their references. Look at their portfolio, their sample of work. Even if you're not hiring them, this matters. Diversify your network, so don't just rely on one person or source. Having multiple contacts or options can help reduce the risk of dependency and track your performance and adjust accordingly. So monitor key indicators such as quality, timeliness, cost, satisfaction, salary, whatever that metric is, however you gauge that employee or that vendor or that peer or that coworker to evaluate how well you're using human leverage in your business, but you have to measure somehow the results. And uh, the next type of leverage you should be aware of is technological leverage. So this is using digital tools and systems to create more value with less resources while increasing your ability to evolve faster. It's like having a superpower that can help you solve problems, create value, grow your business. A great example of one that's very hot right now would be AI. Now, the main benefit of technological leverage is that it allows you to increase your productivity and efficiency without increasing your costs. For example, if you use automation software to handle a repetitive task, you can free up your time and energy for more strategic or creative work. If you use cloud computing to store and access data, you can reduce your hardware expenses and improve your security. If you use digital marketing tools to reach and engage customers, you can boost your, your sales and your customer loyalty. Uh, so the main drawback of technological leverage is that it also requires investment and adap adaptation. So for example, if you want to leverage technology effectively, you need to invest in the right tools and systems for your business needs. You also need to train yourself and your team on how to use them properly. So you need to monitor the performance, update them regularly. You need to be aware of potential risks or challenges the technology may bring to actually use technological leverage innovatively and competitively. You have to know yourself, know your business needs. Again, identify the gaps and problems and opportunities that you want to address and be clear about the goals or the outcomes that you want to achieve. Do your homework, do your due diligence before you leverage tech, 
figure out, research what tools or systems are available and suitable for your business, check their features, their benefits, their costs, their reviews, Uh, diversify your options. Don't rely on one tool or one system. Having multiple tools or systems can help reduce the risk of dependency or failure. You can also compare their performance and choose the best one for each situation and then track the performance and adjust accordingly. So again, you have to have KPIs in place to understand, are these systems actually improving systems and processes or are they causing more headache or are they causing uh, more uh bandwidth to be sucked out of your team for whatever reason. So any systems that you have in a business, there's a probably a tool out there that you can use to improve that system or that process to some degree. So be constantly aware that you can go out into the market and search for these things to leverage technology. And then the last type of leverage is social leverage. So this is using your network uh, basically for social mobility. It's like having a tribe of supporters that can help you access opportunities, resources, and information that you wouldn't have otherwise. So the main benefit of social leverage is that it allows you to expand your reach and influence without spending a lot of money or time. A lot of people just consider this their network. So if you have a strong online presence or a loyal fan base, you can leverage them to promote your brand, product, or service. If you have valuable connections and relationships with influential people, you can leverage them to get referrals, introductions, or endorsements. If you have a diverse and engaged community of peers and mentors and collaborators, you can leverage them to get feedback, advice, and support. So the main drawback of social leverage is that it also requires trust and reciprocity. For example, if you want to leverage your network effectively, you need to build trust with them by being authentic and generous and respectful. You need to reciprocate their help by offering value, appreciation, and recognition. And you have to be mindful of their needs, their interests, and their preferences. And again, Some of this stuff may seem like common sense, but for somebody building a business, they're missing one of the five types of leverage in their day-to-day, and this is what this is for, so that they can just have a light bulb moment, think about it, and say, listen, I've basically fixed my business, and I've fine-tuned it to the nth degree across operational leverage and technological leverage, and maybe even financial leverage, because I took on some debt to help me grow, and everything's going well, but I don't network enough. This is a great opportunity, and then that person's going to go out and they're going to network and hopefully get some benefit from it. So in summary, those are the five types of leverage for your business. Remember, there is financial leverage, there is operational leverage, there is human leverage, there is technological leverage, and there is social leverage. So some of you may be doing everything already. That's great. If you have not explored one of these five things, please start to because, again, business is already hard enough. It's not confusing because everything that you've done has already been done before, but it is hard work. So when you use leverage, it alleviates some of that extra energy that you would need to exert to take your business to the next level. That's it for today. I hope you enjoyed. I hope you got some value out of that. Make sure you come back tomorrow for another business lesson on the 10-Minute MBA.